It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Today on the ZabeCast, Alex Smith's comeback has been given the green light nearly two agonizing years since his career was shattered. The Mobile Strike Studio was out in the rain on Saturday night. We roped in Chris Broussard to talk Notre Dame, college football, hockey, and more. All that plus the best concept in micro sports content I've seen in a long time. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Monday, August 17th, 2020, thank you for joining me. It's a big week because the NBA playoffs begin this week. Playoffs, as Jim Mora once said, as well as the NFL begins actual practice, actual hitting, actual contact. And we are both starved for a little bit of video of real football action and a picture and a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and we're also, I think, nervous. I know I'm nervous that if, God forbid, they start just touching each other and then there's positive test and positive test and positive test, oh, I'm going to get that sinking feeling in my stomach that, oh, God, is it even possible? So big week for the NFL, an even bigger week for one Alex Smith, who on Saturday night was cleared by Redskin team doctors. Oops. There's one for the dollar jar by Red Wolf team doctors to begin football activity again. So in other words, he'll be going through drills on Monday today with the team nearly two years after his leg was shattered and a virus or not a virus, but a bacterial infection caused them to pretty much carve away almost 40% of his leg and muscle. If you saw the ESPN documentary on Alex Smith's comeback, it's first of all, it's do not do it on a weak stomach or while you're eating. Secondly, it is truly remarkable that it can even be cleared for football activity. And so everybody is applauding this. There will be some that say, wow, I wonder what this means for, you know, Dwayne Haskins. Is, do we really have a quarterback battle now? I saw the video on Twitter of Alex Smith uh, getting ambushed by his family as he walked out the door. Uh, there was like five of them. Looked, looked like his wife, maybe some other family member, sister, or something like that, plus his kids. They ambushed him with either spritz soda or champagne or something, and they uh, they pretty much doused him in celebration of, hey, you're cleared to resume football activity. I think it was a current video. I'm pretty sure it was a current video. But the first thing I noticed was, holy shit, he still can't walk downstairs. Not normally. He's lifting his injured leg up straight in the air because he's got foot drop uh, because of the loss of muscle and tissue and everything else. He's got some sort of sleeve, protective sleeve on that leg itself. It goes in a weird direction because of what they had to do to save the leg. Immediately, I went to the comments afterwards, and I'm like, oh, shit. Look at these people were savaging him on the comments. I mean, I don't want to say savaging, but they were including 
gifs and memes, and they were saying everything I was saying, which was, how on earth, if he can't walk down two stairs normally, can he be cleared for football activity? And I don't know the answer to that. And I don't know the answer to, should we really be celebrating this attempted comeback? Question. Let's say Alex Smith comes back all the way to the point of doing seven-on-seven drills. And he goes back to pass, and he plants, well, let's see, is it was it his plant foot that got it? Mm, yes. He goes back to plant, and Chris Snap. And the leg breaks again. And let's say this time they can't save the leg. Are we then going to go, man, that was great. That was worth it. That You know what? That's Or do you have to say, hey, man, his life, his leg, and it sucks, but oh well. I don't know. I guess you have to say the latter. You have to say it's his life, it's his leg, and okay. I remember Dave Dravecki was a pitcher for the San Francisco Giants who I believe, I don't know if, of course, I should have looked this up before I started riffing into it. He uh, he had cancer in, I think it was bone cancer, and in his pitching arm, his pitching arm snapped uh, while throwing a baseball. And I can't remember after this was, he initially uh, was diagnosed and came back, or if he had his arm uh, repaired and he came back and it snapped, but either way, it was one of those cases where you say, I totally respect an athlete doing all he can to fight and to get back to doing what he loves, but at some point you ask, is it worth it? And I'm not sure of the answer. So congratulations, Alex Smith. We'll be cheering you on, but also holding our breath on Monday and Tuesday to see how far this thing goes, but that is an amazing story. Before we get to Chris Broussard, I want to give myself credit for uh, check swinging. (laughs) Check swinging on uh, a thing or two on Twitter. There was a video put up by the wife of Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard being an NBA player for, uh, I think, the Miami Heat. Anyway, she, uh, you know, and I've seen a variant of this before. She was uh, basically showing things around the house of what it's like when Myers Leonard is around and she would make a big old uh, blender of a smoothie and be about to pour it into a glass and then at the last second just start drinking it from the blender itself. She would go over to the laundry bin and hang a piece of dirty clothes over it and then move it left and right and then boop, drop it like a crane game outside of the uh, the hamper. Uh, what else was there? Oh, yeah. Uh, wash, wash it. She washed her hands and then flicked the water right on the mirror, and she did it all with you know this kind of disapproving look, like this is the slob that I live with, and it was in fun, and it was I think lovingly, but I wanted, and this is where I check swinged it, I wanted to simply tweet back. One of my favorite quotes of all time. Chris Knocky gave me this quote many years ago. <laughs> for for wives that don't work or wives of athletes who should just feel lucky that they have l- hit the lottery in life, basically. Naki taught me this line. I, sh- I was about to tweet it, but I didn't because you know how nothing goes over well on Twitter. I was about to tweet, how's it spending? <laughs> how's it spending? Yes, I know it's horrible. And can a guy get away with doing a similar video in which he points out that his wife is a slob, or that his wife is at times lazy, or that his wife does dumb shit or spends money unnecessarily. No? Can you? And then I don't get into, well, let me check swing that. I try to limit urges to get political but sometimes some things are so stupid and this is not i guess this is political or it's just so sociological well i don't know what it is it's basically in philadelphia 
They have had rising gun violence ever since protests and rioting and everything else. Like a lot of major cities. A lot of like like a lot of major democrat run cities. Just for the record, you have to, you know, call balls and strikes as you see them. So, apparently Philadelphia launched this gun buyback weekend or a gun give back weekend, I think. And the brilliant politicians in the city of Philadelphia said, we are offering, I don't know what amount of cash, for anyone to round up, and this is the way they phrased it, any guns they may have lying around the house in order to make sure they don't end up in the wrong hands and lead to more gun violence in Philadelphia. Apparently there was 15 shootings the first weekend that they tried this. So, yeah. Not exactly going well. I just I just look at it and I say, do they not understand how guns work? And do, have they never owned a gun? Do they not? Nobody just has guns lying around the house like old pairs of headphones or, or Air, AirPods. It's like, no. People have guns for a reason. Either they're a legal gun owner that is uh, having it for personal protection and exercising their Second Amendment right, or they're a fucking criminal who uses that gun to rob people, shoot people, or do all kinds of stuff. Oh, my God, there's a kid riding a bicycle outside my house. Oh, I know who that is. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Um, I don't think that's going to be a very successful way to combat shootings in Philadelphia. Gun buyback program. Sure, the regular season is fun, but only one thing can compare to the excitement of playoffs, and that is DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Both basketball and hockey have entered their respective playoffs, and DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action. With millions in prizes throughout the week, there is no better place to make it rain than right at DraftKings. Start playing for free with your first deposit today. If you have not tried it yet, then daily fantasy sports are easy to play, and I think you're going to quickly love it. Draft your players, stay under the salary cap, pile up points, all based on your players' performance. There's no better way to put sports knowledge to the test than competing for millions of dollars in prizes throughout the week. But if daily fantasy isn't for you, DraftKings just launched best ball contests for football season. If you're not familiar with best ball, simply head to the app right now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code ZABE to play free with your first deposit today. Compete for millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week. That's promo code ZABE to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes all week long, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Okay, without further ado... Our man, Chris Broussard, jumped into the Mobile Strike Studio, otherwise known as the Free Hugs and Candy Van, on a rainy Saturday night. I'm in the inside, and I just I was literally sitting there under Touchdown Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> click. <laughs> All right, so here we are in the Mobile Strike Studio, and it is a Saturday night in downtown Leesburg, Virginia. We're parked on the side of the road. We're probably going to get cops to come over and say what kind of illegal sex acts are going on inside this van. We're not rocking the van, although when I do sit down, it does kind of bounce. Uh, Chris Broussard is here, uh, the non-NBA reporter Chris Broussard, but the genius behind the Zabecast and all of the uh, other digital stuff we're doing, nlutions.com, right? Yep. Still nlutions.com. Chris's brother, as you know from listening, is uh, like the lead PR guy for the NBA. Official title for your brother? Mark Senior Broussard. Senior director, media. Yes. And he's in the bubble right now. How's how's life in the bubble? What has your uh, brother told you? I haven't talked to him. You haven't? Is he not, no. <laughs> is he not allowed to talk to you? Could you, get, could you get COVID through the bubble? Yeah, probably, yeah. Did yeah. you see, by the way, in Wisconsin, the department – of natural resources, the DNR has instructed its employees to wear to wear masks on Zoom calls. On Zoom Fuck calls. You. No, I'm not not kidding. They said because it's important showing the public that you care. It's a social selfie. Basically. So imagine that you're on a Zoom call 
from your home for the DNR in Wisconsin, and you're wearing a fucking mask. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. We're doomed. We're it's doomed. Over. We're doomed. We're doomed. Well, there's no way out. There's no way. There out. is no way out unless this saliva test. Now that's the big story for the NBA over the weekend. Is that the NBA, in conjunction with Yale, developed a rapid saliva test for the coronas that could be as cheap as four dollars a test and could be get a result in 24 hours or less, something like that. Yeah, I think it's less than that. They're calling it a game changer, and you know what? Whatever changes this fucking game, I'm all for it. Well, how many positive tests have there been in the bubble? Zilch. Zilch. Yeah. Although Mo Bamba for the uh, Orlando Magic just left for what the headline said, coronavirus complications. But then you read the story, and it's funny how the story oftentimes doesn't have what's in the headline. It wasn't complications. It was just something like further testing or something like that. Like, he got cleared. He got he got. The positive test in June got cleared, came back. He was testing positive up to a month later, which you can. And he, I think he played in some games. And yeah. then he's like, yeah, no, I think I'm leaving. Go. I think he knows he doesn't want to be on the brunt right. end of a 4 nothing buck sweep. So he's like, fuck it, I'm out. Kind of like Tuka Rask. You exactly want to go off on like Tuka, Tuka Rask, CB, being no, a hockey I'm not guy gonna, that you are? I'm not going to go. I mean – Family situation. Family situation after losing game one and getting benched game two, and now you're going to game three. Funny how that is, huh? I, you know, I, I got to get home. I got to get home. To, I mean, there's so many NHL guys sitting there going, I really need to get home to my wife and three kids under the age of three rather than hanging out in Toronto. That, that's exactly what I would be saying. I got to get home. I got to get home. <laughs> well, I've heard, is, you know, everyone says, oh, you don't know his situation. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. Life is complicated. Yeah, you know what else I know? Finish the fucking job. That's yeah. what I was taught at an early age. My, finish the job. You say you're going to do something, fucking finish it. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you're you're in Toronto. You can FaceTime your family. You can, you're a multimillionaire. You can pay for support. You're not like my friend Chad, who spent six months in Afghanistan. Right. Killing terrorists. Right. They don't get... They, and then they, they don't get to leave the bubble of Iraq. Yeah. Oh, I'm leaving the bubble. I'm, <laughs> I'm going leaving back the home. theater of yes, the war. Right. I need the to go home. Theater. Yeah. I, you know, I don't. It's you get you get branded as just a, a a lout if you dare to question guys leaving for their families. But I don't know, man. I think once you say you're in, you should stay fucking in. It just if if you ask me, I don't know. But whatever. Well, I think if you know when they. When they say it's complicated, well, then I think in two sentences you could probably explain that complication and no one's going to question it. I think if you have to say it's complicated, then it's not convincing enough for an elevator pitch of, oh, shit, that happened? Yeah, he definitely has to go home. If it was something where you're like, oh, shit, I'd go home for that, then yeah. it's easy and it's not at all an issue. Or, or don't go. Right. See, what Rask should have done. And this would have been the classier thing. Demand a trade to the Capitals, and then he would have been excused from the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> got after, him! After game, I got you there, after didn't the, I? You're like, where's he going with this? <laughs> our caps, after the first round, yeah. Our caps down 2 nothing, <clears throat> And uh, they were in this spot last two years ago, twice. Three times down Columbus, two games, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And they were down twice 2 nothing to the Lightning. But do you feel like this is well, finally Columbus. the last gasps of this team that we love but you think they can pull it out on the road <laughs> on the road yes <laughs> exactly two road games coming up we got to pull it out how do they look to you after two games they look completely uninterested basically I mean, other than ovi they like and oshi and oshi the o's are doing it i think i saw they they had like seven shots on goal in the second period the other night one was a 65 footer one was at the end of regulation, and then the others were all Ovi. Like, yeah. Nobody else is getting any biscuit, any biscuits on the basket. Yeah, and Orloff is a disaster. Uh, you know, it's just they're not. How they old is Orloff? One hundred and six. No, young. that's you're thinking of Orpic. Oh, Orloff is right. not that old, but you're I mean right. Orloff they, is young. You know, there's a lot of people say. You know, the only thing worse than having this was the old Canadian thing. The only worse than having a Russian on your team is having two. <laughs> you know, now they got three or four. Thanks, Don Cherry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, 
I think it comes down to the fact that Reardon either doesn't want to, doesn't have the presence to tell these guys, you're fucking this up. And you've got to put up or you're going to just going to sit on the bench. So he's soft as Kuznets a coach, off. do you think? A lot's going to be made if the Islanders advance that Trotz, the guy who lifted the cup for the Caps and then right. was let go. Who was going to get – he was he was gone himself. But People don't – even I don't understand why – why didn't the Caps keep him? You just won the Stanley Cup. Like that's kind of unprecedented. Well, he was he was gone, so he had a four year contract. That contract was over. So the only what? reason why the contract got extended was because he won the cup. Okay, but, but it, in any other sport, a guy who wins the championship usually does not does not walk out the door unless he retires, like Dick Vermeil did when he was with the Rams. Yeah, can you think of another coach that won it? And Phil then, Jackson. But didn't he retire, or did he go? Because Trotz, no, he hopped. was told he wasn't coming back, which is well, okay, right with the Bulls. It's very much the Phil Jackson okay. same mentality. All I mean, Trotz. This was his fourth year, three years in a row, first round, second round bounce, two years in a row to Pittsburgh, out the door. They were down o two. They were down um, to Columbus o two. They were down to the Lightning o two. And they were giving up kind of like what they're doing now. Like in hockey, if you give up a goal and then you get out there for the faceoff mm-hmm. and the other team has a shot and goal right away, mm-hmm. youth hockey, thank you. So you're back on the bench. I guess you're not ready to play. Wow. I mean, that's literally the way it is. So, like, you do not give up a goal after you score a goal. You do not give up a goal in the first minute of the game. I mean, there's, there's moments in hockey because you can't grind – in 60 minutes. I mean, in youth hockey, it's like you can't keep your pedal to the metal the whole time, but there are times where you better be pushing it. And what I see in the caps is, I mean, last night there were five goals or four goals in like three minutes and 37 seconds. Right. I mean, they come out of the first period, they're up one nothing. They didn't deserve to be up one nothing. They played like crap after the first minute, but they were. They give up two goals back to back. Ovi goes out there, ties it up. What did they do? Give up a goal 90 seconds later. Done. Are you enjoying it as a hockey fan? Because I'm having a hard time. I am not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. Neither am I. I, That's two of us. And what is it? The crowd. The crowds. I'm stunned at the number of people that are humble bragging. I like it without the fans. I don't need the fans. Like X. On the podcast, Friday, humble brag. I don't need the fans. Ron Thomas, golf. I like it without the fans. I don't want to see some cigar-chomping asshole shouting, you the man. Can you imagine the crowd At in the San Francisco? Yeah, it would have been, it would have been incredible. On that drive. It would have been nuts. It would have been great. And I don't know if guys like Ronnie and X mean it or – if they don't understand that they're humble bragging to kind of be like, I'm such a purist, I'm such a hardcore guy. You know, X wants to pretend like because I'm gambling on everything, I don't care if there's fans or not. I'm I'm realizing, CB, that to me, I watch sports because of the fans. Even though I don't go to the games, I watch. The reason I love the Stanley Cup playoffs is I watch these games and I always root for the home team in any other series. Just because I want to see the fans be really into it, you know? And then I get swept up along the ride like last year with the Blues, like thinking they've never won a cup and they're all oh, into it. The building like, is pounding. Yeah, and Jenna Fisher's <laughs> looking like a goddamn snack in her Pam. Blues jerseys. Pam Beasley. <laughs> and I love that part of it. Like when I watch one of those Western series with like Winnipeg or Calgary, and I'm like, I've never been to Winnipeg or Calgary. It's way the fuck up there. But they love their hockey. And this town is on tilt tonight because it's game six. Yeah. Well, and for a regular season game or a non-major tournament, I think it's kind of cool sometimes to hear the dialogue. Like, I think looking at Augusta, when you see, like, if you ever looked at the drone footage of guys flying over Augusta, it's wow. empty. Why, <laughs> who has flown a drone yeah. over these protected airspace? But when you look at it, 
it looks so different. And then you think, like, well, where's the crowds? And you look at 18 coming up the middle between 1 and 9. You see oh, yeah. how tight it is. And then, and then there's no crowd there. I think it would be interesting to see that. But there is nothing not compared to, well, interesting for about 30 seconds. But the, like, the, the fact that Augusta pulled the plug on fans so early really was a gut punch. I haven't been gut punched like that since Gibbs announced that Vinny Serrato was going to be back in the organization. When Gibbs came back the second time around, yeah. and it was like, yeah, Vinny's going to be a part of the personnel department. I was like, my heart sank. I was like, no, Joe, what are you doing? This guy's a fucking dipshit. Get him out of the organization. And yet he just realized he'll do some work. Dan wants him. That'll make Dan happy, and that'll get Dan out of my ass. And I was so crushed. I was hoping on Augusta starting to push the trend back the other way to say we got to get fans in. We can get in. And people realize. Why did they change? I mean, who are they answering to? I mean, it's I Augusta, Georgia. It's I don't know. They're back to school. Their kids are in school. Georgia is very no, aggressive. Augusta. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah. They're back in school. Hybrid model. I they, know. they must worry that somebody will take a run at them liability-wise. Why we have more money than well, anybody? Well, we have the finest lawyers. I, I know. I mean, but I there must be some calculation. Now they can always go back on it. We do have a lot of time, and if this saliva test really is the so-called game changer, then maybe by the time we get to October first, with a full month and change, uh, the Green Jackets say, "Wow, due to changing circumstances on the ground and with all medical advances, we're going to allow a select group of patrons." onto the property. And the free hugs and kisses van will be due south. Oh, can you imagine setting up this bad boy outside Washington Road? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. yeah, I miss I miss the I miss the, I miss the roar. I, I miss the fans. The other thing about I don't miss the to Ron's Tom, I, you know, the get in the hole or or uh what was the uh the uh, Dan Ravel? Darren Ravel. Darren you Ravel. you the man in the hole. You the man in the hole. Okay. Yeah. I, I hold that thought cuz I want to get to that. <laughs> Um, the other thing about not being as into sports now, it's like, wow, August is going to be a festival. It's going to be a feast. All this stuff going on at one time. Okay. It's out of place. We're not used to eating this meal in the middle of August. It'd be like sitting down for uh, you know uh, blue crabs in December. But it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be the same – It's. There's always going to be a ha- there's always going to be an asterisk, and I don't know, you know, having out. I mean, going in before the break, I mean, Boston was on an absolute tear in the NHL. The Lakers were on a tear. Milwaukee was on a tear. Is it going to be Milwaukee and the Lakers in the finals? Uh, it doesn't look like. I mean, LA is not playing well, well, and they're going to play Portland. So, if you end up with a Portland Boston finals or a Portland Portland Toronto. Toronto? What's what's NBA poison? Portland, Toronto, has to be. Has to be. They'll they'll play it up like Dame Lillard is great and he is, mm-hmm. but that would not be good. Clippers, Toronto would be interesting with the Kawhi angle, but there's no natural Clipper fans out there. Anything but Lakers is well, trouble Bill for the NHL. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bill Simmons. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about Bill Simmons today. I was like, why? Well, I don't know why, but you know what? You know the thought that came into my mind was, he used to be a thing, and now he's not a thing. Well, I mean, he is a thing. He's got a successful website, The Ringer. He's made a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their day, you know. I mean, my day is long gone. Look at me. I'm in a van with you <laughs> doing a podcast on, on a, a Saturday, Saturday night. night. <laughs> Such a loser. <laughs> But yeah, I just I wonder. I I thought about Simmons, and I thought, does he sit around going, "Fuck, how do I become a thing again?" Oh, I know why I thought about it because I plugged my iPhone into the van's system, and it started reading some of the songs on my phone itself instead of Spotify, which is all to listen to now. And it it was songs like I heard a song. Okay, don't laugh at me. It's a Hillary Duff song. <laughs> You're laughing. I can hear you laughing. And. I mean, I got a thing for the uh, the, the the popcorn candy mm-hmm. hot chick, you know, ex Disney type musical acts. I remember when Hillary Duff was was big. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say huge, but she was big, and I think she's nothing now. Is that the Hillary Duff Mandy Moore mix? Mandy Moore was as well, and I just 
I think that somehow sprung me into, I was like, wow, Hillary Duff's no longer a thing. And then I thought, Craig Kilborn, where is he these days? Hillary Duff's married to a hockey player, isn't she? Okay. Mm-hmm. Here, but Craig Kilborn, remember, he jumped oh, yeah. from Sports Center, was one of the big Huge. pop culture late. What's he doing? Counting his money? Do Keith these, Oberman? Right, but do, they, do these guys, do they sit around frustrated that they're no longer a thing? And do they think, how do I become a thing again? I mean, it's really hard. Madonna is the one entity that constantly reinvented and kept grinding to stay relevant, stay relevant, stay relevant. Well, she's uh, not that relevant, but at least she kept herself in the mix. Well, and I guess I always counter the Madonna reinvented herself. Springsteen just kept being himself. Oh. Because he's authentic. <laughs> Does Springsteen resonate with the kids? You've got three boys, high school, college age. Two Do they boys. listen to Springsteen? Two boys, sorry. They listen to it a little bit um, just because I listen to it. Um, one of my good friends is a crazy Springsteen fan, and he took his two boys. And, and You have to go to a Springsteen show to appreciate Springsteen. Okay. I never – I was always – I grew up on Long Island. It was – so Springsteen was kind of the guy from – God. Jersey. No, well, because Long Island, it well, was Billy okay. Joel versus – Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So that yeah. was kind of the – but once you see Springsteen – and I saw Billy Joel. I saw Billy Joel in Giant Stadium 1990 on a Saturday night, 80,000 people, 15th row. And, I mean, those guys are amazing. But you see Springsteen live. It's different. It's – the guy is unbelievable, yeah. and he's authentic, and that's yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. You don't have to reinvent some so. some acts stay just relevant because of who they are. Yeah, yeah. All right. So back to the uh, I said hold that thought on the Darren Ravel. So Darren Ravel, somebody. <laughs> most of these internet games I hate, and by internet games I mean like social media games. Like here's eight pictures, pick three. You know, pictures. If you like, who do you want to fight? You know, a fight for the death against, you know, mm-hmm. some mongrels. Who would you pick? Mike Tyson, you know, pick three or foods or something. like. Most of these games I, I hate. And I'm like, okay, whatever. This one I kind of liked. It was for golfers, the five best words in golf. And there was a bunch of good submissions. And then there was Darren Ravel who put, you demand into hole. You demand into hole. It was all one thing. And and club pro guy slaughtered him <laughs> by joking about you know he he was reading people's tweets saying Darren literally no one has ever said this you demand in the hole and he was talking about famous moments like when Tiger Woods chipped in at sixteen at Augusta you could hear Vern Lundquist Vern Lundquist <laughs> mutter you demand in the hole or Stevie Williams and Darren Ravel tweeted back at club pro guy thanks. Very funny. I always appreciate it when you make content about me or when anyone makes content about me. So the question is, does Ravel purposely say dumb shit to get clowned on and dunked on to further enhance his... Play the heel? To just get himself more in the mix. Do you think he runs like that? Do you think that run and that 40-meter Apparently dash, he does. That's what he looks like when he runs? I, I wow. John Kuhn had never seen the video of Ravel running, and so I sent it to him, and I added Kuhn, and I guess because between Kuhn and I, we've got enough followers, it caught Ravel's attention, and Ravel gently chided me, saying, uh, that's me running short distances. I have run marathons, or something like that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> if that's a win for you, Darren, that's fine. I Anything have Darren on the, the show. likes. Anything I have, for the likes and the clicks. Yeah, I have Darren on the show, and I don't mind him, and to me, I still get useful information out of him, and I just sort of, I'm able to compartmentalize what some people really hate about him. Like, they, some people just viscerally hate him. Like, what a douche, you know? Like, why do you have him on? And I'm like, eh. Like, unlike some people that have clear political biases, he's pretty apolitical, so he's just awkward at times. <laughs> but he does know shit about business and sports right. and gambling, and so whenever I have him on, I get, I get about. interesting stuff out of him. He knows what he's talking about, and yeah, maybe he's doing this as a heel to stay relevant, stay right. in the mix. Uh, what else do we have to talk about today? Did I say it was on my docket? I've, uh, my phone is all the way up in the front of the hu- free hugs and candy van, so I can't interrupt this podcast to go get it. I'm not sure I even had any notes on it, per se, other than the fact that we are oh. so desperate to get out and have wings tonight. We went to an outside bar, 
in the rain, in the steady rain. rain under a flimsy umbrella on a old cut up wire spool. What we were sitting like an old telephone company wooden mega spool that was turned into a table and chairs, kind of cute. And uh, there was a good little country band playing. Cold but, water running down our backs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how desperate. And it was, and the place was packed because everyone is the sick of fucking yeah. sitting at home. Yeah, it was outside, socially distanced. It was, yeah. what's so the problem? But there were problems. I'm but... put my mask on right now. Excuse me. My gator. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting my gator on, which, as you know, actually does worse than no mask. Spreads it. Spreads it. Sits more. in there and lets you push it out. There we go. Okay, so I got it on now. Is everyone happy? Yeah. So I'm now being responsible here, okay? And it doesn't really affect... By the way, news anchors that wear the mask... By themselves. I made that... I made them the fuck my guy... Fuck that guy for the week, uh, the other week. Uh, My my friend in Arizona... I won't mention my name because, you know, you get in trouble now just being mentioned with me in in it. He said that... uh, And he works for a news agency out there. He said they're... Reporters are hammered by management. Wear masks on camera. Even in the studio? No. But in the field, they're hammered. They could be out in the middle of an empty parking lot. And what this what my friend said to me, he goes, You do know that most of these multimedia journalists, the MMJs as they call them, they're 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 one man band. They don't have a they don't have a photog with them. It's just a They set up a tripod. tripod with a prompter that's attached to the camera and away they go. It's and they gotta thing. shoot for the six o'clock news, they gotta shoot for web and everything else. Yeah. And they're told by management, wear the mask. Okay, I'm sick of that there. All right. Wow. Anything else you want to talk about? College football. Oh, Notre Dame. That's uh, what it is. That's ta- college football in Notre Dame. Your son what's your son's name again that goes to Notre Dame? Steven. Steven with a V. Second year, Notre Dame, and you got him set up on campus last week. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame made every incoming student, or just every student reporting back to campus, get tested with a home test kit. They sent it to him, and they reported a 99.7% clean percentage, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Of course, the first weekend has produced a little <laughs> cluster of positives, right? A couple, yeah. Traced it back to a, a party, a party off-campus party. But um, I mean, they have to log their biometrics every morning when they get up into the app. They move the classrooms. A lot of the classes are happening outside at times, where they'll just you know instead of sitting in classroom for the first month of the year. Well, that's part of the reason why they moved up everything up. Right. So a lot of the stuff is being done outside or they moved it into like he's got one larger class, venues larger venues into the Duncan Center which is the huge ballroom are there going to be classes at Notre Dame Stadium well yeah in the there's a there's a banquet hall no, no. attached in I mean, like in the stadium yeah. on the on the field under under the watchful gaze of touchdown jesus uh they had masks there last week but i don't know if will they paint a mask on touchdown jesus <laughs> When they play a game there, the great thing is, is they With have no fans. They have a. Um, I'll have to. I'll just. I'll post it. They have a signs around. Their whole slogan is here. You know, we're here, and they of course they have it all branded. But they have you know all these signs around like here we wear masks. And then it's like here, and it has touchdown Jesus with six feet mark between the two hands. Oh, right, right, right. You know, right. it says here we stay six feet apart. So, um, I but, guess whatever know. it takes to get up and running, at least most of the classes are in person at Notre Dame. What percentage? I don't know the. I don't know the exact. My son has one lab or calculus lab that's kind of been moved online. Some of his friends have a couple of classes. What they decided to do was, if you have a professor that's high risk. The professor is actually remote, remote, and the students are there. The students are either doing the class; I think they're doing it um, in in the classroom, or there's a, a TA maybe that might be there for breakout labs. Um, if there's a positive test, they have two levels of. They move some kids. If it's a positive test, they go into full quarantine off campus. Anybody, their roommate and people around them, are then put into an isolation where they're tracked. So, Jesus. I mean, 
the the philosophy of they said is is that this is it is a moral decision. This is they're they're using science, but their decision is life is about risks, and therefore this is we're a not risk. taking any. No, this is a if, if <laughs> educating our kids is in and their their philosophy is. I mean, it's great. I that, applaud that they're back in person. Yeah, but that's some serious shit going on. That's a lot of layers. Well, they're the only out of the. Father uh, Jenkins was on, I think, the Today Show or one of the shows last week where they were saying they're the only top 20 school that is in person. Top 20 in what regard? Ranked U.S. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. Harvard is done for the year. In part because Harvard makes so much money off of Chinese students and they can't have them on campus. So why bother opening the campus? If they had on campus and they weren't allowed to bring their Chinese, you know, sugar daddies that pay the rent for everybody else, why yeah. bother? It makes yeah. more sense for them to do that. And I saw Stanford just said, oh, we can't do it. We're not going to be on uh, on campus this fall. A whammy with a week before reporting. How would you like to be a parent of a Stanford kid? Yeah. Dad. USC went back, I think, Do you think? Week. Do you think Notre Dame is gung-ho to play football? Yes. Brian Kelly was on NBC. I mean there there won't be there won't be general fans in the stadium, at least I don't for give the a first shit. couple of games, but I just I need Notre Dame now as part of the ACC, along with Clemson, which has the number one number one pick in the draft next year and a super team on their hands again. I need them to help push college football, at least the three conferences into playing whatever they can play this year. The SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. I worry about the Big 12 because they're they're the fuck-up conference. They're going to fuck this up somehow. I worry about that. But then there's Texas. And Texas is crazy, just like Alabama's crazy, just like the state of Florida's crazy. And, and so I'm counting on the biggest stakeholders in college football saying, fuck it, we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think Trevor Lawrence said it right. It's not like... And then, and then there was the uh, the uh, LSU woman who said, "Canceling football doesn't cancel the risk for these kids." That's of course that makes total sense, <clears throat> but people don't listen to that. And I, well, and I the think, people that don't want it to happen are like, "La la la la." I don't want to hear that argument. They still think it's not right. It's too risky because you're going to smear it all over each other while smashing helmets together. But I think it's also having football. Puts the pressure onus. and the onus on the kids to yes. be more responsible. No doubt. It's nothing. I mean, how many NFL players get arrested during the season? Not many. Too how busy. many of them get arrested during the summer? A ton. So, ain't got nothing to do. As Pac-Man Jones said, I ain't got shit else to do today. Yeah. When he was burning his Joe Hayden <laughs> jerseys. I still love that. No. I ain't got shit else to do today. And, and the response is always like, well, they're not, not going to play football. doesn't mean they're going to be home. But that also doesn't mean they're going to be tested weekly, that no. they're going to be under their supervision, but also that they're going to be in a position where they're the ones that bring the season down. They're going to be bored, they're going to be depressed, and they're going to lash out in their behaviors by saying, you know what, fuck it. This is my senior year, and I'm not playing, I'm pissed. So I'm just going to go out and party. Fuck everybody. I'm going to well, do, do more drugs, drink more, everything else. It'll be bad. But here's the thing. In the last 24 hours... Parents at Iowa, Penn State, and Ohio State, I think, have all written letters saying, you have to revisit this. This is bullshit. Now, maybe this will be a nothing burger like when the coaches were like, well, we'll explore all options, and then two days later they bend the knee. Maybe this letter, the parents' letters ain't going to do shit either. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's... It's weird. That whole Big Ten decision just seemed to come out of left field. And the tight-lippedness about it right. is sort of bizarre as to, I mean, maybe they figured. Myocarditis gonna, is, their, is their, their whole card. They, like, flip it. They go, like, boom, myocarditis. But that's the excuse. I know. But that but was their what, little justification of we can't do it. We found five people. Apparently there was an article written have they, by. Have uh, they decided that we're going to lose more money playing? The Big Ten? No. 
No, they couldn't. No. That they can't play without fans? That that would be? No. Now, the Big Ten's got a sweet-ass TV deal with Fox, FS1. Right. I don't think that's their calculation. The Mac would lose more money by playing without being able to get those million-dollar paydays from the Big Ten. But, no, I think the Big Ten, I think it's politics. I think it's at the end of the day, it's politics. You know, there's too many swing states. The election's coming down to three states, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin, four states. That's it. And maybe if Florida flips, but that's the ball game right there. That 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 swing, Ohio wasn't close last time, but Pennsylvania was very close. Same thing for Michigan and Wisconsin, and that's the ball game. So I wouldn't put anything past these university presidents, who you know are hard-o liberals, to say, how do we make people pissed off and angry, and how do we shape a narrative of, well, that's what your dumb shit president did. He got the football season canceled. Don't look at us. Sorry. And get them to not vote for the guy. I just can't believe. I mean, I've never can't been. Can't believe they'd do that? No, I mean, I've never been to Madison, but I was just yeah. on the way back. We we drove through Ann Arbor. So I wanted to go see Big Blue, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? No. The athletic facilities there are sick. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you just look at that going, are they going to let this stuff sit empty? No, they're going to let the players practice. No, That's the but thing the with whole, the Big Ten. I know. City is built oh, around oh. that stadium and that oh. Saturday and that whole Ann Arbor, Michigan, East Lansing, Madison, Wisconsin, Happy Valley, Happy Valley, everything else. It's going to be bad. All right, Tumble we got leads. a special, special one here. You didn't know you're going to get this. <laughs> oh my God, that's Jay's fuck that guy music. Stand I'm by. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Chris Broussard is a special fuck that guy for the week. Who is your fuck that guy, Chris? Faith fan Adam Kinnear. Adam Kinnear? Fuck that guy. Adam Kinnear is great. He loves me. He loves everything I do, the show, the podcast. Oh. How can Adam Kinnear be a fuck that guy? What he happened? He was keyboard ranting on the Zabecast Facebook group. And admit, which is invite only, go on there, railing on Notre Dame about canceling the Navy game. And I replied back to him and said it was the ACC. And he said, I think I know something about this. I was scheduled to go to that game. This Adam Kinnear is a Naval Academy graduate and hard on Navy. Thank you for your service, Adam. Thank you for your service. But, but, (laughs) And he's pissed that the the Ireland game was canceled. The Navy na- that Notre he said Notre Dame canceled the Navy game, and I said no, it was the ACC that canceled. Wasn't that going to happen in Dublin? Yeah, it was going to happen in Dublin. And then they and were going to have it here, and then they canceled it, right? Well, ACC said you can play one non-conference game, and it's got to be in a state that has an ACC school, which <laughs> Maryland no longer does. And, and he and said to me, I think I know something about this. I had a game sca- I had tickets to go to Dublin and I was literally sitting underneath Touchdown Jesus. Uh, took the picture and said, I think I might know a little bit about it too. So to Adam Kinnear, Chris Broussard says Fuck that guy. Solly <laughs> was my backup, but Yeah. Give your point about Solly. Solly's triumphant return on Wednesday. Everyone's super happy. And I asked Solly, so what you been doing the last four months and five days? And the answer to that question was none of your business. And he he whiffed. He whiffed. He whiffed on it. He was rusty. I didn't even think about that. You just brought that up. I was like, yeah, that was his answer. He should have said it. None of your business. God, how did he miss that? What have you been doing? None of your business was the right answer. All right. Well, it's still raining. I have more. Did we? <laughs> Fuck right. lots of guys. All right, CB. We'll see What's you next yours? time, buddy. What's yours? You don't have one? It's, it's Monday. I'm let the week ramp up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to start the week without getting in hot water like I did with Nabolo and Finchy <laughs> after last Sunday. I'm trying to play trying to play nicer in the sandbox that is the internet and the yeah. world these days. All right, thanks, buddy. All Let's right. go home. It's okay. raining. Bye, bye. All right, let's end on this today. I love micro content. Just little snippets, little nuggets, little things that like it's like popcorn on Twitter. Like, hmm, that was tasty. Super 70 Sports is great because this guy finds pictures 
from not just the 70s but the 80s, old sports pictures, and then adds the funniest commentary with the best sense of humor. And it cannot just be sports. It can be anything. And it's it's great micro content, super 70s sports. There is another account uh, that goes by the name of Stirrups Now! Exclamation port, point, and I be- believe it's at Uniform Critic, at Uniform Critic. And, of course, he's a baseball fan who believes in the power of stirrups, and so do I, by the way. Anyway, he has been posting recently uh, at Uniform Critic random at-bats from the 1980s. Yes, at-bats. Just here's one at-bat from a 1980s baseball game, usually involving somebody, you know, big-time players, but he could do it for anything. Just interesting at-bats to watch them. One at-bat, whether it's a hit or whether it's a ground-out or a strikeout, whatever. They're fascinating. Not just because you get to see a skinny Barry Bonds uh, playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates against the Montreal Expos where the announcers are calling the game in French because it's les Expos. Not just seeing a young Bobby Bonilla on first base while Bonds is at the plate battling against who knows who. It's almost like baseball cards come to life. An old Kirby Puckett at bat was another one that I saw as well. But the number one takeaway, without a doubt, is that the at-bats moved. It was pitch, swing, balls back. Pitch, swing, balls back. Pitch, swing, balls back. Guys don't linger outside the box. Pitchers don't dally and stand on the mound and walk around and take a million signs. The pace of the game is so dramatically better, it's a joke. And when people say, oh, no, baseball doesn't need a pitch clock. Why, it's the timeless game. You'll ruin baseball with a pitch clock. Just go and watch at bats. It's not the length of the games per se. It's the pace of the games that are killing baseball these days so check it out at uniform critic aka stirrups now random at bats from back in the day all right that'll do it for me today thank you so much for joining me and downloading as always if you like this podcast tell a friend or two certainly rate and review it helps with the algorithmic overlords in the meantime let's keep our fingers crossed for a huge week in sports and let's hope that everything turns out the way it should Thank you for listening. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool. It's summertime at my bookie. That can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie.